Samantha Bullock had dreams of walking down the catwalk at London Fashion Week from a very young age. However, tragically, after accidentally shooting herself with her father's shotgun at the age of 14, Samantha was told that she would never walk again. Her dreams were destroyed. Samantha then turned her focus to wheelchair tennis, which eventually led to her winning silver at the Parapan Games. In more recent years, Samantha has realized her dreams of modeling and is now focused on creating her own line of clothing. Having been a wheelchair model from an early age, Samantha has always felt frustrated by the lack of luxurious clothing available for disabled people. Working as an advocate for inclusion within the fashion industry, Samantha has decided to join forces with some of the most innovative and emerging designers to develop her brand, SB. A unique line of clothing based on the principle that it's not about being disabled, but about feeling beautiful and comfortable whilst in the sitting position. Born in Brazil, Samantha moved to London 10 years ago and has since dedicated her life to improving the lives of people living with disabilities. She hopes that her collection will open people's minds and hearts. We must be seen to exist, says Samantha Bullock. The Hand Discover Accessible Travel Chat is brought to you by Hand Discover, the first community-based holiday accommodation booking website dedicated to people with special needs and disabilities. With over 23,000 accessible accommodations on their website, you can now travel with peace of mind knowing that your accommodation will provide full accessibility and accommodate for your needs in the most accessible format possible. So visit handdiscover.com now and use the code TRAVEL30 to get £30 off your first booking with Handdiscover. Samantha. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm assuming you're well today. Yeah, yeah. It's a great day in England. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So, um, first of all, I think the main thing is is to congratulate you because, from my understanding, you you have just launched your new fashion brand. So we're recording. It's on the fifteenth, isn't it? That you officially launch it. So by the time this episode is released it would have been launched yeah yeah so it's going to um, to be very excited yes yeah I can imagine and, and, and that raises itself an interesting thing because from my understanding you were a power athlete and now you're pursuing a career in fashion I was wondering if you could tell us a bit more about how you made this transition from a, a professional tennis player to fashion model and ultimately creating your own fashion brand do you know, actually, I did another way around. I was a model before my accident. I was a professional model. So I was involved in fashion before I became a tennis player. And because of my accident that I couldn't be a model anymore, I, after a few years, I started to play tennis and I became the number one in Brazil. And from there, uh, I discovered fashion again. Uh, but mainly, um, Fashion was my first uh, passion, was what I want to do in life. Hmm. Uh, happened that ha um, the tennis came through, and, uh, and I'm so glad for that, because through tennis, I found the, um, my niche and, the and had the opportunity to start modeling again. Uh, and from there on to 
keep doing inclusion in fashion. But yeah, was it was a was a big um, moment because at that time no one was doing fashion. Hmm. Uh, you couldn't see any wheelchair models. You couldn't see anyone that was disabled in the catwalk. Was we are talk about twenty six years ago? Yeah, when I so it's it's a long time and uh, in true tennis um, I saw I was talking with my sponsors and they asked me to make pictures for them to sell wheelchairs uh, and I was like oh I could be a model you know and and work on my niche that was the disabled community mm. you know so it's where everything started it was 13 14 years ago Blimey. Yeah, it's a long time. So you see that uh, I should I started as a model and I did my my first fashion show in wheelchair it was two thousand and six I think. And uh, and the thing is, from at that time I knew I I wanted to be a designer. I wanted to design clothes for um, for tennis for mm. so the wheelchair girls because I thought about girls at that time yeah. would have the um, the right clothes to wear when we were playing tennis so there was something that I left a little behind as I was playing tennis and traveling around and was doing this professionally at that time and when I decided to stop the tennis and I retired and, and I said okay now I'm going to invest in in fashion uh, is where everything got a little bit more intense, really. Yeah. So how, how much of um, of your work now in terms of your fashion brand is still inspired by tennis or what kind of genre are you producing now? Yeah, I do work for the IPC. Uh, so I'm a proud Paralympian leader. Yeah. I'm going to Kazakhstan now next month. And so I still, I'm still a little bit involved with the sports beat. Yeah. Uh, not you know sure that my fox is it's fashion, but I think as my background this thing is, I don't want to to leave this behind. No, no. I want to yeah, I want to do that. It's my community, and my my idea is inclusion. You know, is inclusion in all areas. Uh, even that I'm doing fashion, that this is what I love. Yeah. And one of the areas that I think that needs to be more explored, really. Because te- um, tennis, because uh, sport, we see you have the the um, the Paralympian community. We have you know the IPC. You have the games. You have so many athletes nowadays uh, all around the world traveling, and you know, and fashion is something that is starting. So it's a it's baby steps. Yeah, uh, it's coming. It's new. So what what do you think needs to happen more in order for that to become a bit more, um, so people to come a bit more aware and there to be a, a greater community? Do you know, a few, few years ago, many years ago, fashion would say what you need to wear. And there we didn't have um, any, we couldn't choose. We didn't have any variety, anything. We just need to wear what they are saying to us that we need to wear. Hmm. So the, the trousers were weren't the, the right ones, but we'd say, okay, it's what we have, and there we would wear what we have, even that wasn't the right one for us, for example, for the sitting position, that is what I'm in design now. Uh, so, it wasn't think that uh, fashion was dictating 
what we need to do. And nowadays, another way around, the consumer is telling the fashion what they want to wear. So it was a big shift on this point where now we can uh, fight for the, for, the, for the right things, for the, the clothes that we want to wear and that suits our body, that suits our condition, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's changing, but as a consumer, now we have a voice, mainly through social media, and social media is, is a big uh, thing, is, is a big, I mean, it it's, has a big impact in this, everything, because uh, magazines, television, all the press that we had uh, years ago, they never would show us, us never show disabled people on television and, and everything. So we wouldn't exist, you know, and through social media, we got this power back. Hmm. Back now, we got this power, you know. Yeah. Uh, as we start to put ourselves there and say, look, I'm here, I exist, you need to, to see my needs and work for, for that. So uh, nowadays, I think is the point that we, we need to get together, we need to be, to be a strong voice and I believe that this only happen, happens if we are together. And otherwise, you're going to be little voices here and there shouting, but you are never going to be strong enough to have a powerful uh, voice and be listened, you know. So it's uh, mainly is what I did with my brand. Um, if I launch my brand, my own, would be my voice. And because we did with eight designers, uh, we put together, uh, I have been working for, with them for the past two years, so I was like, what I want to wear, I knew what I want to wear. I knew, uh, for example, Amayala, that she makes lingerie, uh, organic cotton, and the first time I wore her stuff, I was just like, this is amazing, it's something that I want to wear every single day, because it was so soft, we couldn't even feel that you are wearing a lingerie. And I was like, look, this for the sitting position is amazing because it's not something that is hurting you or is too tight, you know, it's yeah. very soft and comfortable and for the skin. And I was like, okay, as I, I'm a wheelchair user, I know my needs, I know my necessities. It was like, okay, so there's a lot of wheelchair users there that they, if I'm feeling this uh, uh, about this brand, they're going to feel the same. They are going to wear, they are going to love because it, it's good. So it, um, I was like, oh, if I, I feel that the, the, the brands, the normal brands, the standard brands, they are not doing something, why not to partner with different designers to bring a variety and, uh, in, yeah, it's, it's variety, variety in, in, every, in every aspect because each one of them are doing a different thing. So. Peter Twist, he does jackets, uh, Amayala lingerie, Gunda does uh, formal clothes, uh, Rua Luja does dresses, you know? So it's like, okay, so we had a variety of uh, pieces where we you can find something for yourself. For, yeah. for men, yeah, not yet. In 2020, it's coming uh, for men. Uh, but for now, it's uh, only women. We are thinking about partner with designers to make the main collections for the February 2020 and we are thinking about kids for 2021 so we have a big plan 
Um, and it's so exciting to see that all the community is also embracing that. I'm just getting so much messages, many messages, uh, supporting the cause, saying like awesome. Really, it's something that needs to be done. And I could see that no one was was doing. And at some point I was like, oh, I'm crazy. It's, it's, it's so stupid. Why the normal brands, the standard brands, um, they are not doing, you know? I, 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 we are 20% of the population. It's just so... Uh, it's stupid nowadays. You segregate the, the we are the biggest minority. So it's like, how can you make? Is you need to do what's right, okay? Mm. So if it is not profitable, it's not profitable. But it's, it's the right thing to do. But even so, it's profitable. So I I couldn't understand why they are not doing the right thing and also getting money from that for doing the right thing. And uh, I think it's where everything started, really. Uh, get together in the community as well, you know, because the clothes I'm, I'm design now, they are universal. Um, they are universal. So yeah. they are for the standing position as they are for the sitting position. So you, you are very comfortable and very fashionable because the thing is sometimes you have the adapted clothes, but they are not very fashionable, yeah? Yes, yes, of course, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, so, yeah, yeah. Well, like you said, I know, like, um, from, like, so, like, things like the way that um, pieces are cut and everything like that are complementative in certain ways and everything like that. And obviously, if the main design is to accompany somebody um, from a standing position, then that's going to be totally different from the seated. And then, if you're not taking into consideration the comfort side of things as well, I can imagine. So, I, I think what, you, like, what you've done is incredible. Yeah. The thing is, it, the, the piece, the change, you know, if you are in the sun position, is one thing. When you see it, the piece takes a different format. Yeah. The, the trouser is going to get shorter, the back is going to get shorter, you know, and uh, it can hurt you behind of your knee. You have, it's, it's, it's a difference. The material, the material needs to be very soft. But at the same time, you don't want to go to work or you don't want to spend your whole day in gym clothes. Do you know what I mean? Because the the comfortable clothes that we have nowadays is something that you go to the gym. Yes. They are not posh. They are not something that you normally would wear to work. So how can you make something? Because I, I know my needs. I, I, you know, I have been in Russia for a long time. How can I make something that is fashionable enough, but at the same time you can spend the whole day there, and and you don't feel that it's okay, it's hurting me, it's hard, and and it's, and, and it's beautiful. So is where I think the the idea came from. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, well, because that's, uh, that's an interesting one as well because you speak so um, fluently on that side of things. It was more. It'll be also interesting to see what your. Um, in terms of um, how these sort of things might um, feature within traveling as well, if that makes sense. So like um, the comfort side of things and being able to get around and so on. Um, yeah, I suppose. I don't know whether there's much to be drawn on us in terms of how uh, there's, yeah. Do you know, mainly when you travel, you want to be comfortable, you know. And uh, I have another day, a friend of mine that she said, um, she got a, a, she was traveling from India and she's like, some. Uh, had a very long trip, 15 hours in the sitting position. Said it's it's hard. I was like, yeah. And she she can she can walk, so she can go to the toilet. She can stand for 10 minutes. She can, you know, 
if you can't change position, it's it's, it's tough. Yeah. So uh, from you know you have two situations. One that you don't feel that the clothes are hurting you, and that is going to hurt you because you you, you don't feel and it's you because that you don't change position and that you only see that hurt you at the end of the day when you remove your clothes that you see that it's red as a mark or something or the clothes are hurting you and that you don't have a position to change because you can't stand and the clothes are hurting you so I don't know what's the worst one not feel only at the end of the day or feel that it's painful at that moment but don't you you can change yeah so for the traveling thing, I, I, I think is, you know, also you, you, when you travel, sure that you have the trip, you have long hours in the airplane, on the car, or it doesn't matter, you know, and, and then you are, most of the time you are traveling and you are on the sitting position, there we go. Or when you travel, when you want to go party or you want to go, you know, to the, you want to have the right garment to go to enjoy your trip. And the clothes, they have this power, you know, once you feel that you are wearing the right things, you feel much more confident to go out and to enjoy your trip. So I think it's the clothes are a a massive part of the the daily life, Hmm. but sure that when you travel as well. Yeah. So you, know, you want to, to to wear the right thing to go to the special occasions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, so my answer that you're living in London now, aren't you? So that's obviously slightly different to Brazil, the south of Brazil. But um, can you tell me a little bit about London and how you get around, and what to see with um, some for somebody in a wheelchair? Yeah, London it's it's amazing. You know, if I. If I, I, I'm lucky to live here, if I need to pick a place in the world to live, I would pick London because I completely love London. But uh, here we have like museums, uh, you know, you can go to parks, uh, has so many things to do when you are a wheelchair user uh, that you can do and you can do for free. Yeah. Uh, but also go to to go to shows, you know, and it's it's nice because nowadays we have the opportunity in everything, every single aspect we have, we, we can go. Uh, sometimes you need to book in advance for sure. It's true, it's a, it's a long journey, you know, I mean, like, the, we, we need to improve, we need to improve for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to compare to Brazil because, you know, it's, it's, it's different, mm-hmm. um, but I, I go around, I drive, or I go by public transport, by bus, and um, and yeah, I go most of the places here. It's um, it's nice, and I really love London. I'm always uh, in the museums, uh, the Victorian Albert Museums. That's exactly what I was going to ask about because, from my understanding, that's very like so. A lot of the time, they have um, iconic fashion pieces in there, don't they? I'm just trying to think. I think they had a Bowie and um, David Bowie exhibition because so as a, a music artist, he was quite um, a fancy dresser, wasn't he? They do. They have everything about fashion there. The yeah. history and they have course. They have exhibitions. You know, special ones. That's it. Has few of them you need to pay really. But I mean, even so, it's um, it's all the history is there yeah. about fashion. So you can get in everything. 
the, last year they had a big one on Frida Kahlo. I don't know if you know Frida, Frida Kahlo from Mexico. Mexico. Frida, yeah. Frida, yeah. Um, so, and she was very colorful and happy, and but she was also uh, disabled. She had the accident, and, you know. So she was long hours, she was in bed, she couldn't move because of her back, she was always in pain. So it's, uh, it's they, they have, it's, it's always different. So every single month is a different, so it's, it's worth to be there all the time, really. Mm. Uh, who loves fashion, I would say just go because it's, you, you're going to be impressed. Because I'm right thinking it's the, uh, um, is it South Kensington? Oh, have I got that wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's around there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, have you got, so like one of the things is like obviously with the wheelchair element, um, there are certain practical things that you have to um, consider. Um, have you got any advice for people in similar situation about travelling around London and things they should be mindful of? Yeah, you need to be aware that if you go by train, uh, it's not every single train stations, also the tube, but yeah. th that is accessible. Uh, the train, you need to book 24 hours in advance, um, you know, is the way that was working out. Uh, I'm not saying that this is the right thing to do. I think you lost your spontaneous traveling. You, you know, if, if I meet you today, it's like, oh, let's go this afternoon to the city center and have a coffee. I'm going to say, no, I only can go tomorrow because I need to book my trip with 24 hours in advance. That's such a so, good point, yeah. You know, so if that, that spontaneous uh, factor that you can meet someone and say, oh, let's meet in one, two, or at the end of the day, yeah. this thing doesn't happen if you, if, you need, if you need to travel by public transport. And, um, yeah by bus uh, the buses they they are all accessible for one wheelchair so I have times that I have friends around that they are also wheelchair user they came from US or any place um, is one wheelchair per bus sometimes you know you have a lot of um, kids there they use the buggy they are there you need to they need to wait they need to remove one of the kids or or if the bus comes and also has one wheelchair inside, you need to wait for the next one. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And it's, you know, I'm going to tell you this. I went to Belfast a few months ago to do a fashion show in Belfast in Ireland. And um, and there, you know, it's just, the buses are big and they have space for, I'd say, like four wheelchairs. Uh, I don't know what we are expecting, you know, is why we don't have this kind of buses here. Uh, it's it's amazing, but I mean, at least the buses are accessible, uh, need, need improvement for sure. Yeah. Uh, cabs, they are also accessible, the black cabs, you know, they all have the ramp, the guys stop, they put the ramp down, they help you, so it's nice as well. And the tube, we have few uh, stations that are accessible, but well, because that's something uh, I've noticed on the tube. Like they, um, they do say that they, um, I can't remember the exact phrase they say, but occasionally, very, very occasionally, they make an announcement at a station where it has um, accessible access. Which then, I assume that there is a vast amount which don't have access. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to go to the website Transport for London. This is one of my advice. Go there first. Uh, write your journey, and they are going to show. You are going to to say that you need step-free access, or or just explain your needs there on the website. Yeah. And they are going to show you the best uh, way to to arrive. Yeah. Uh, where you want to go, you know. So sometimes you need to get. Unfortunately, you need to get the. The, the tube that you need to get the bus that you need to push it's just the but it's going to give you the quickest way to arrive yeah uh, where you want to go so the TFL website is what I would say first thing just go there check where you need to go um, and 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 see the, the the variety of options that the website is going to give you okay yeah that's amazing insights there's so many things I hadn't just um kind of thought about myself so yeah we need to always plan you know yeah. beforehand it's just it's not like I said the uh, spontaneous traveling is not something that it for us uh, yeah. unfortunately maybe think, someday we can get there but for now it's not yet <laughs> yeah. well thank you for sharing that with me. yeah that's some brilliant insight so um, yeah. the other thing was like, but then having said that, it's not just from your modeling career, but um, with the IPC, from my understanding, you've traveled a lot. Um, what kind of places have stood out most and you've enjoyed? Oh, uh, I love, I went to Dubai uh, for Dubai Fashion Week um, in, uh, last year and it was amazing. I was so, it's it's not the old Dubai, but the new Dubai. Yeah. It's very accessible for wheelchair users, the trains and, you know, it's, uh, it's a place that I would say go. Um, nice food, the people are very friendly. So I just love Dubai. Um, uh, different places I have been. I have been to Mexico, I quite like there too. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't around with the by public transport, so I was by moving by taxi. So I don't know much about the transport there. Um, but it's one of the places I definitely would come back. The food is amazing. People also very very friendly. Um, Toronto, Toronto. It's also oh, quite accessible. Canada. Yeah, it's Canada. I wasn't sure where because it's 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 Toronto on the border, like not on the border, but very close to the border of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so it's another place that I would come back uh, easy. But has one place that I love that I spent my honeymoon in Thailand in Phuket. That is not accessible at all. <laughs> they they are just not. But it's one of the. I don't know. It's uh, also was my my honeymoon, so it was a kind of very special yeah. moment of my life. But the place, it's wow, it's stunning. So like um, uh, somewhere like so, I'm um, um, from a couple of weeks back. I spoke to a guy. He's an adventurer, Aaron, and he was saying that um, I think he's been to places like South Africa and particularly countries where there isn't to say um dis um dis disabled um, accessibility and so on he was saying the people make up a lot of the difference there so the people's willingness to help so he's in a wheelchair himself and like there there, there seems to be a greater uh, amount of support from the people rather than the actual infrastructure 
is that something which you found in Thailand or again is that it's true it's true yeah. you know because we have places that have the attitudinal barriers that sits uh, how people you know they just they don't care about you and this I, I faced another day I was in the city center here I'm not going to mention the restaurant but they had a staff and we asked for the ramp and the, 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 the woman just came out and said sorry we don't have bye you know it's like okay so is that the way you are going to treat we don't have the ramp you don't have the physical um uh, we had the physical barrier, you know, but yeah. her attitude was just was was yeah. was bigger. She made a bigger barrier in this case through her attitude than to the physical one. Because okay, you have the physical one, but if the people come to you, it's like okay, you can't do that. But how can we help? How can we make this work? Yeah. You know, you feel that we are welcome. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, you know, and in some places, sometimes even that you don't have the physical barrier. Uh, but you, you feel that you are not welcome. So it's um, what you'd prefer to come back to a place that don't welcome you, but the, the people they just don't care about you, or to a place that even that has some difficulties. Uh, the people they they are going to help. They are nice, you know. So this attitudinal barrier for me is the biggest challenge. And yeah. when you go to a place even that's not easy as Thailand. Uh, but you feel that you are, you know, people like you and they try to help and uh, they are friendly. Um, this is the same I, I, I had in Dubai. And I'm going to share one of the things I had in Dubai. Uh, I went to the safari, desert safari, where we go by the, the cars and the dunes and all sun to go to the desert. A lot of cars, big cars going and speeding and the... Uh, it was so fun and there I said like okay but how are you going to do that with my wheelchair the guy said Sam you don't bother to take your wheelchair I was like how can I go in a tour for five six hours and leave my wheelchair he said what is the point to take your wheelchair to the desert if you can't push there and then I was like it's true you know I wouldn't be a, I, I couldn't push in the sand yeah so they need to carry me anyway so I remember that I was coming to this car, the guy, I transferred the car and the guy just put the chair by the, near to the lobby on the hotel and, and I was going for a trip without my wheelchair. Oh, wow. You know, anything that happened and you need to, to go to the toilet, you know, but like he said, what is the point for you to take your wheelchair? You can't go in yourself. How can you go to the toilet? It's sand. You can't push. I, I love that that practical outlook on the whole situation, if that makes sense. There's no like... <laughs> you are uh, going to need help anyway, you yeah. know what I mean? So the, uh, you went to the tour there, we stopped uh, at the end of the day to, to eat dinner in the middle of the desert um, and they had a show and everything. So the guys just took me from the car, put on the seat, the, you know, the way back the same. Uh, and, and I was kind of like, was amazing experience. They, he said, like Sam, you are family. So they had this friendly um, environment, and the people were helping so much mm. that even that the physical thing was a barrier and was there. And you know, it's nothing that you can change. You you can't get the desert and make it to be a <laughs> uh, a asphalt and, and make the 
to be flat. It's just yeah. not going to happen, you know. Uh, the, the barrier is there. It's as if you go to a forest or if you go to the beach, is what you can do. So it's, uh, it's all people helping around. And this makes such difference in the, um, in the whole trip. Yeah. So I had this amazing experience. And, you know, place not too, not too accessible, but another way around, the people were so friendly that makes everything worth. Yeah, that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, why do you think it's important to travel? Look, uh, I think um, yesterday I was reading something that say that your mind, our mind, once our mind expands, never more comes back to this original state. Yes. So I think it's so important to have this contact with different cultures, uh, food, different people. Uh, you know, it's 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 all different, and um, to have the experiences to live. You know, the life is only one. Uh, if we live the same day doing the same thing all the time, what's this, how we are going to learn? We need to put ourselves towards um, different environments, different situations. And I think life is too short to be always at the same place. Mm. I'm a traveler. I, and I think the best things I saw in the world and things I... I learned uh, even moving to Brazil to here, learning different language. You know, it's it's all it's all worth. And yeah. I'd say even trips as weekend trips. You know, go to a different place uh, for the weekend. Uh, don't need to, to fly if you can't. You know, it's uh, it's worth. Yeah. But just get out of comfort zone and put yourself to to experience different um, different things in life. Oh, that's great. So I think this will be a really nice way to end the interview today, but um, what are you most proud of? What I'm most proud, proud of? Proud, yeah. So what, um... I think, look, I have a few things that I'm very proud of. Uh, since to get my silver medal in the Parapanam, I'm very proud of how much effort I put there to get the medal, how much I train, how much I... You know, um, but also to be in London Fashion Week uh, in the catwalk was for me something very um, strong for, you know. But now I'd say for the amount of effort I'm putting to make my brand, to make the SB shop, to be there, you know, was like a year of work. Uh, <laughs> not much sleep really, uh, working so hard design the right garment, the, design the right pieces, uh, the things I like, to talk with people, to see their necessities, you know. Uh, we are going to put a brand there and I'm trying to get perfection, to get everything right, but it's sure that we're going to learn as it goes, but we had this feeling that we want to improve, uh, we want to make it this community, we want to talk with people see what they need, what they really want, you know, what is, is the things that they are struggling with. We want to find solutions, we want to give this to the community. Um, and for this, we need to hear, you need to talk with everyone and you are just an open place uh, to get any advice, you know, suggestions, because we really want to make this um, right yeah. uh, in terms of 
colors, uh, material, textile, uh, stretch, you know, like everything that we are just working so hard to get this um, right. And, uh, and I think we have a, a massive community and we need to make a change in the world, in the world, mainly in the perceptions of people, you know, that they, they have around uh, disability, that if you, are, if you are disabled, you're not capable and this is totally wrong. Uh, so we need to, to show, and I think clothes, have, like I said, has a massive power. When you feel empowered, you are wearing the right thing, and you can go out, and just everything is going to be easier. Yeah. And um, so for me, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to, to be working this um, year the whole year uh, and get the, the designers they are also sustainable which one of them so I think sustainability is also something that's for me it's, it's very dear to my heart you know we are 7 billion people you can't be using plastic and throwing things in the world just to get and get and don't give back so it's um, yeah I think we are doing something right here I just um like I said, I'm open to suggestions, and uh, I'm 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 proud to to be starting something uh, that I I saw uh, this opportunity opportunity in the way that needs to be done, and no one was doing. And this was for me was so frustrating. But we have that phrase: "Be the change you want to to see." Now, be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so if no one is doing, there we go. We are going to do this, and um, and I'm sure that you know, with all the support, together we can. And um, so, for me, the SB shop now is one of the things. Just go there, check the website. See, it's going to have some clothes if you are women. That's only for women now. It's going to have something for you. Uh, we are trying to get this variety of things there, and. Um, and look forward to exciting news, you know, main collections and and develop the brand. Yeah, wow, yeah, it's going to be very exciting the next coming months and so on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah, how we do it, get everything, website, um, Yeah, right, so what, where would, um, if somebody wanted to visit and look for your collection and so on, what, what's the website? It's uh, samantha bullock.com Samantha my name is Brazilian so yes. it's not TH because a lot of people they send them in emails or they try to go to the website and they put Samantha that TH that is English that is really the correct way to, yeah. to, to, to write well, that's, that's mean, the problem with joke. us British we expect the world to revolve around us so yeah <laughs> yeah so it's Samantha TH so yeah. Samantha bullock.com uh, if you go there uh, I'm sure they won't find something for yourself. <laughs> Let okay. me know. Oh yeah, no, I, I can still appreciate nice pieces of clothes. Yeah, yeah. They're all and anyway, I, can, I just have to wait yeah. till 2020, don't I? And that's when you start doing the mail. I'm going to tell you that you already start to do the mail, but it's going to be launched only in February. Oh, okay. But you already start to do the collection. So it's, it's like I said to you, it's, uh, I have been working on this collection to be launched now yes. for the past year. So it, it's, it takes time to get the samples, to get the right fabric, uh, to try to start to make production. 
is not something that's it, you know, you think today and is ready tomorrow. No, it takes time. And we need to talk to people, um, see uh, what's this, their struggle, struggles, what, what's their needs. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's a big thing yeah. because we are now making the collection for September. But you already started the, also the collection for February. It's going to have two collections per year. So I'm sure it's going to... We have more designers join us at the end of the year. Yeah. So I'm sure you're going to find something for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. No, no, it's been wonderful. I love um, some amazing insights as well. And obviously, I wish you all the best for your... well. As like I said, as I record this, we you've yet to have your launch, but um, by the time this goes out, you'll have launched. So, but anyway, all the best with that. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, and hope to see you yes. soon on the website. Yes, <laughs> yeah, around there. Yeah. All right then. Take care. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. I'd like to thank our guest for featuring on this week's episode of the Hand Discover Accessible Travel Chat. If you have been inspired by our guest's story today, then please visit handdiscover.com and use the code TRAVEL30 to get £30 off your first holiday booking with Hand Discover. For now, take care and I'll see you next week.